welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, You having a good day today? Good morning. I am. We are sitting in some heat, unusual heat for New Hampshire. What's that? Uh, how, so how, you know. how, uh, so the, the hurricane's all over? Yeah. So it really ended up being a non-event for us, um, which I was like, ah, oh, we actually moved patio furniture for this one. I gotta say, I was a little bit disappointed, <laughs> but, but, uh, all over, you know, you should be, I should be relieved that it was not a big problem. Um, I think, I believe Southern New England did have a good bit of power outages and that sort yeah. of thing. But, um, as far as New Hampshire, we were on, we were on alert for quite a while with it coming up. And then just as it got closer and closer, it was clear that it was, it was staying more to the south of us. But we got a good bit of rain the last couple of days. And you know, if you went to the beach um, this past weekend, you definitely saw a lot of friends posted videos of some pretty significant waves. Um, yet it did leave this steam-like sauna in the air <laughs> that I am not fully appreciating being the curly-haired girl that I am. <laughs> It, it is, it is not one of my favorite types of weather that we have right now, for sure. Yeah. I noticed, I noticed your hair was a little bit more curly. I wonder, oh, wonder what oh, was going yeah. on. <laughs> and, and this is tamed. You should have seen it. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, we have lots of, uh, people actually that I'm, uh, working with, uh, in uh, Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Uh, right. and, uh, we were actually on the call. Uh, we have a bi-weekly call uh, that just goes through uh, things in the word together. And uh, they said, hey, the hurricane's coming, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I said, well, uh, let's, go, let's go to God together. And uh, what do you have to say about this? Um, and then how, how are you supposed to respond to it? And so we did. And, and uh, I emailed this to everybody. Uh, and I heard, Linda and I heard, uh, okay, Father, and we've had ex- experiences before right, right. With, with tornadoes and hurricanes. And we know one thing is that uh, uh, we can't just say, oh, yeah, uh, God's going to, uh, you know, going to uh, do this to this hurricane or this tornado. Mm-hmm. It's always the question, what do you have to say about this? Right, right. Uh, and so, and we, and I can, sometime I'll share as we maybe go through in the detail of this, uh, some of the stories on both sides of that. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, where it was completely changed and other times where interesting enough, it wasn't changed, but we were protected, uh, because right. our, our business was there and, and some cool stuff that happened as a result of it. Uh, but, uh, in this case I heard, uh, left and less, which was exactly how it shifted at the yeah. last minute. <laughs> uh, and so as this, uh, approaching, it went, it went, uh, West, um, uh, and then it, dramatically decreased in speed mm-hmm. um, it still hit and it still was you know right. it still hit like you said there's power outages and things but right. the damage uh, for all the people that we were talking to really was uh, nothing right. uh, and but the slowness of it did cause some some flooding in several areas yeah. I know yeah, yeah. flooding so and, uh, and rain <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what happens with the rain yep. Uh, yep. so it's interesting that it's already gone there and then it, now it's you said it's hot it is it's, hot and steamy for the next few days. Ah. So I am very thankful to have air conditioning and to have a pool. Um, both of those things are not as common in New Hampshire. <laughs> That's nice. I'm yeah. glad I've got them both. <laughs> yeah, you talk about uh, your enjoyment. Your family really enjoys the pool, doesn't it? We do. We do. It's been a blessing. One of those things, we put it in when the kids, Anna was probably fourth grade. Wow. When we felt like God said, yep, go ahead and do this. And we did. And that was just one of those things, our house, um, you know, one of, one of the things is we designed this house and just making it a space. It's not a grandiose house, but it is a well-loved, well-prayed-over house. And, and it, is, it is a nice house on some beautiful property. Um, but God said, make this a place that people want to come, you know? Yeah. And so it is a place of peace, a place of joy and a place of fun. And that was part of it. We put that pool in and the number of kids 
that still continue to come and pour into this is where they like to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even as they're older, the college friends that come home and want to hang out, whether it's in the game room or whether it's at the pool or whatever, they know this is a place they are welcome and yep. uh, no regrets on that whatsoever. <laughs> yep. So um, uh, we've been talking about uh, God's will and that uh, as we uh, have been processing uh, the prayer that Jesus gave to the Father right before he goes to Gethsemane, and he's, he's already summarized everything for the disciples about the Holy Spirit and about the vine and about abiding um, and letting the Holy Spirit guide us into all truth. Uh, he's praying to the Father, and he says, um, all authority is mine. I've come to finish the work. I'm, I'm uh, sending them into the world in the same way to finish our work. Uh, and our work is to, our work uh, is to uh, help expand the kingdom, mm -hmm. blessed to be a blessing by inviting people to experience what we experience. Right. Uh, and that means hearing his voice, understanding his will. It's going to be covenant. Uh, yes, I'm going to resolve these issues. Uh, don't fret that they're happening. They're going to happen all the time and even can get worse, so to speak. Um, and I'm not sending you, I'm not taking you out of the world. I'm sending you into, into the world uh, to follow me, to hear my word, believe my word, and then experience my word. Um, mm -hmm. And you get the privilege of being my representation. So you got to, again, think of it as we're the physical representation of the invisible God. Mm -hmm. uh, that his work continues through us, not what we decide as I'll go do something. But rather, as we're living out life, as he did with his disciples, he just lived out life. And as he came across this stuff, oh, okay, well, then let me heal you. Let me do this. Let me quiet the wind. Let me, you know, uh, it was in the things of life that he demonstrated his power uh, and asked the disciples now to uh, form community, uh, churches. But the churches weren't you know, what we would call mega, mega church, right. uh, you know, just go listen to somebody talk. It was get into a small group and experience life together mm -hmm. um, and teach them what it was to hear my voice, walk in my word, hear, understand logos, and let me take you to Rhema. Uh, so uh, it's really cool. So as we continue that, let's go to uh, John 17. And uh, uh, he continues uh, in verse 20 to 26. And let's go ahead and finish it. John 17 Verse 20 to 26. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I've given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know you that have sent me. I have made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Yep. Um, so he ends this with a really uh, <laughs> wonderful series of statements, uh, but he says, I pray that they, and that, and the they, by the way, is us. Yeah, future uh, believers. Uh, I'm praying for you. So you, Kathy, me, you know, Linda, Dan, um, people that we're talking to, uh, he says, I'm praying for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm praying that you will become one mm -hmm. exactly like I and the Father are one. Mm -hmm. I mean, think how wonderful that is. Right. Uh, that uh, we join him in uh, oneness, mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in agreement. And so, uh, and he's already said, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Mm -hmm. Okay. He says, well, Father, you and I have been one. How did Jesus know what to do every day? The Father told him. He says, I only did what the, what father, the father revealed, what he, what he spoke. Yeah. Uh, okay, now there's a couple of interesting things about that. Um, it was moment by moment, day by day, 
situation by situation. So mm-hmm. what God didn't do is say, okay, Jesus, we, son, uh, yes, we, we know you're headed for the cross. Mm-hmm. And he understood that uh, and spoke about it quite a bit. So he says, I, I, know, I know where I'm headed. Um, so he had, a, he had a, a complete understanding of that. By the way, which by the way, he goes into after this prayer, where does he go? Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. What, does he have to, what does he have to battle? He has to surrender his will. He has to surrender his will. So even then, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a process of surrendering his will. Uh, but um, every day, every moment, every situation, he was directed by the Father because he was anointed you know, by the Holy Spirit like we are. Well, a um, couple things about that. Um, he didn't decide on his own, I think I will go do this. Mm-hmm. He said, I, and we'll see this next, um, he surrendered his will all the time. And then two, and this is interesting, because uh, I hear this from a lot of people, is he didn't go any, any hours, any days without hearing from the Father. Mm. And I hear a lot of people say, um, I'm in the wilderness. Right. Um, I'm in a quiet season. God's I'm in, just not speaking. He's not speaking to me. Um, I'm in a quiet season. I'm in the wilderness. Uh, I'm uh, not sure what to do. Uh, God's not not here. I'm not hearing anything. And I <laughs> uh, and I always say, and I, I really received this from my good friend Henry Blackaby, because mm-hmm. uh, he would talk about this issue. And he said, "Well, if that's the issue, then the problem is you, not not God." <laughs> right. He says, "Because God's always speaking." Uh, mm-hmm. And again, the evidence we have is Jesus, who says, because of our oneness, um, I, I didn't go through hours and days and weeks where, yeah, I was guessing at what to do. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I heard all the time because we are one. He says, that's my prayer for us, is that we would join him in that oneness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we get to be in that same spot of hearing God's mm-hmm. voice, walking into his will, knowing exactly what to do, what, what he's going to do. And remember, Jesus kept saying, um, it's the works of the Father. I'm joining the works of the Father and using authority to fulfill it, but it's his works. Right. He says, I didn't go out and just decide I'm doing this on my own. Um, I'm experiencing the Father uh, and the vine dresser. And so... He says, live that way uh, and become one so that you can live your beautiful kingdom life, by the way, in the middle of a difficult world, which I entered with you. Mm-hmm. you know, so when he came, and again, I, I always think of things pretty simple. He faced a, uh, a difficult religious scenario with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, right. uh, who, by the way, decided that, that the best way to end this was to kill him, which they didn't under, even understand that was fulfilling the, what was needed. Uh, but um, the Roman government mm-hmm. was not a pleasant place. And by the way, it was totalitarianism. They had centurions, which means they had 100 soldiers every block right. to watch. If you didn't do what they wanted to do, they'd arrest you and kill you. Uh, it was uh, very... Culturally, it was an awful place to be. It was mm-hmm. uh, myths, self-centeredness, uh, sexuality, uh, awful things that were going on, treating women awfully, um, uh, not having good uh, economics where the people... Right. The, the Boy, bu- all of this sounds very familiar. Yeah, right? the, the, business, <laughs> the businesses would cheat everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's the world he came into. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, just again, think of the simplicity of this. Did Jesus say, I've come to just eliminate all that? No. No. See, he didn't even he didn't even say your purpose is to gather together and try to fight against this awful place. Mm-hmm. He said, I came into that place and I didn't even concern myself with it. Right. What did I concern myself with? Demonstrating the covenant life. To, mm-hmm. to 12 guys specifically, and of course, people around me, there were women and there were people uh, around that got to experience it, his mother, you know, etc. cetera. Um, I wanted to demonstrate to them the covenant life in, in spite of this world. I haven't come to 
to uh, eliminate that wicked place. I've come to demonstrate by me being one with the Father what a beautiful life, joyful, exciting, peaceful, mm -hmm. shalom life looks like in the middle of all that. Right. Uh, and the truth is, there's no evidence that he said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna counteract all this awful stuff and let's go let's go after it." By the way, the disciples wanted and him to. And in fact, that was the frustration of a lot of people yeah. as well, right? Because they wanted him to come in and create a new kingdom, truly, like in their in their earthly view of what a kingdom yeah. and a king would yeah. be. Yeah. And even after the res resurrection, you can read this in Acts chapter one, verse five. The disciples said, "Okay, it's great. It's great that you're resurrected. Hallelujah." Uh, is this the time we're taking over? <laughs> uh, Jesus said, no, no, no. You know, eh, you know that's going to happen at the very, very end. So, uh, you know, why don't you just focus on being my witnesses mm -hmm. of what I'm going to do for you because power is going to come upon you through me, the Holy right. Spirit. And okay, you know, so they, they finally understood that. Uh, so he says, may they be one as we are one. So when you think of that, um, what that means is we join him mm -hmm. in agreement. Mm. An agreement is um, your will is understandable. I, I say yes to it. And now I'm going to walk into it because uh, he said, uh, the father and I are one and you get to join us at that same spiritual level to walk through life mm. in agreement. Right. Uh, come and learn that. And by the way, it's the best and none better um, mm -hmm. in the world that you're facing, which is full of difficulty, full of, of trouble. Um, and he says, uh, uh, I'm doing this. So, and he says it in here, so that what? The world believes <laughs> yeah. that it's so. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, that's the whole purpose of it, is to have others of the world, and by the way, the definition of people in the world are all unbelievers, because they're, mm -hmm. they're already in the sin-selfish nature, uh, living under the influence of the enemy completely, and believers who have not decided to surrender their will to God. Right. And they said in Romans, they put to death the power to do that, the, the oneness. Mm -hmm. uh, they have are at enmity against me, and they cannot please me. So he said, all of those that are of the world, I'm, I'm bringing you to oneness, to walk in my will, so that what? Mm -hmm. They believe it. Right. Okay, now think about this. Uh, about anything that you believe, what, what do you base it on? When you believe something, what do you base it on? Um, well, truth, I would yeah. hope, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but something you know, something that you have learned and discovered. Yeah, that something that something that belief. you something that you've seen mm -hmm. that is actually true. Yeah, uh, and it, and it really works. So that um, uh, you said that, um, uh, and you and you believe this that uh, you know one thing for our family uh, is to have a pool. Mm -hmm. Talk, you talked about that uh, earlier, yeah. uh, and and it's a great joy to you. Uh, we've seen other families enjoy their pool. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, Dan, do you think this is something that would be good for us? Dan says, I've seen other people do that as well. I believe that that's a good thing for us. Why? Well, because you've seen it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. You've, you've experienced it. Um, and because you believe it, what do you do? Well, then let's go build a pool. Mm -hmm. uh, you acted on that. You said, let me, let me go pursue that. Well, what Jesus is saying is, see, my will isn't, children, what you do for me. Mm -hmm. It's what I'm going to do for you and to demonstrate the beauty of life in a very difficult place. As you do, the purpose of that is so other people, what? Well, they see it and believe it. And because they see it and they demonstrate, oh my gosh, what happened to you? Well, I learned to walk with God. Mm -hmm. Their question is going to be, can I build that pool too? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to learn how to do that too. Why? Well, because it was demonstrated to them so that they what? Believe. How? Mm -hmm. You became one with me and followed my will. 
Um, and we, you and I can verify that, uh, that uh, it happens all the time, that uh, what, what is happening to us, people notice it. Right. And says, well, wait a second, how come um, you had the same difficulty I did and you had a different experience with it? Right. Well, because um, I walk with God and I follow his will and his will is best and none better and his will is going to deliver me to covenant and I could even be in the middle of it and I'm going to say to you, um, you know what? I got this issue right now. Let mm -hmm. me tell you how I'm going to approach it and I'll just keep you informed. Right. God said, uh, he asked me, do I believe it? Um, uh, take the step and I'll, I'll bear witness to you and I'll, I'll tell you that right in the middle of it. And you just wait. If you want to, just wait and see what happens. Right. Well, when, right. It ha when it happens and I bear witness to that, they say, oh, you know what? Maybe this would cause me to believe this too, which mm -hmm. Jesus said is the whole reason I'm doing it. Absolutely. How, and I how cool that. is that? I love that. Yeah. Uh, and so how do you know you enjoy it? And by the way, this is this is another wonderful thing. Um, if you're following his will, where are you? The kingdom of God. In the kingdom. Right. Okay. What is the kingdom always like? What does it say? The kingdom of God is what? Love, joy, or righteousness, uh, righteousness, peace, peace and, and joy, joy in yeah. the Holy Spirit. He said, mm -hmm. no matter what. In the middle of the difficulty, because you're walking in my kingdom with my will. And see, that's what Jesus tried to demonstrate. Mm -hmm. Why well, and the Father were one. Well, we can read, you know, story after story after story of difficulty, opposition, uh, situations that mm -hmm. looked like they were going to be hard, um, including, you know, where, <laughs> you know, he's in the boat. Right. And the, and the boat, you know, and the Sea of Galilee, by the way, is, is a sea where uh, the storm comes up, the waves can get, you know, seven, eight, nine feet high, and a little boat like that's going to capsize. Right. Um, and then they could be lost. Uh, so the disciples, they're getting this storm, and they know, uh-oh, this, this could, we could be dead. We could be killed. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, what's Jesus doing? He's sleeping um, in the back. And they mm -hmm. go wake him up. Jesus, Jesus, don't you care? We got this big, big problem here. We got a big problem. And Jesus says, oh, ye of little what? Faith. Faith. Oh, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> um, I've told you what, what we're, what's possible. Uh, so mm -hmm. he, he just stands up and speaks to the wind and the waves. And it says in it, by the way, it not only stopped, but it went to complete calm. Right. Um, and it was, it was such a beautiful experience. And then it said the disciples were like amazed. Wow, look at this. Uh, look at the thing that he can do here. So it wasn't that, that Jesus didn't experience adversity mm -hmm. and, and trouble. It's that in the middle of it, let me demonstrate to you this life so that you can believe it. Because why? Well, the Father and he were one. So when he saw mm -hmm. the storm... Well, Father, what do you want me to do? Speak to it. Um, okay. And it, okay, I got it. You know, um, and he says, now you learn the same thing, mm -hmm. so that it's not about our program, because we right. get we get caught up in, I need to go to make sure I do work for God and do this stuff and do this wonderful mm -hmm. stuff. He said, by the way, that piece of it is going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. because you're going to give it away out of what I'm giving to you. And I am going to be working in the body of Christ. I am going to be working at church. I am going to be working in ministries. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going to have you join it as I so guide you, mostly as you're experiencing the beauty th beautiful things of my life, you'll be able to help them, <laughs> help them do the same mm -hmm. thing um, and expand the kingdom. Uh, why? Well, because the two of you will be one. Right. Uh, what a privilege that is. Uh, and as you do, the world then is going to believe it. Mm -hmm. And as the world believes it, they'll have, like you did, say, yeah, you know what? I think this is a good idea to build this pool. Can I do that too? Right. Uh, and right. the answer is yeah. And it's interesting, even as I hear you talk about that, a couple things come to mind. 
um, with that, that passage is the reason why the enemy tries to both distract us in our time with God and why he works so hard um, against unity with other believers. Yes. Um, because when we are one with the father, when we are hearing from him directly and, and acting on what he says, it says right there, you know, that the world may know that you sent me and loved me as, as I loved you. you right. know, that is when they see Jesus. So of course, you know, you think about the last thing Jesus prayed. This is the last thing he prayed. He prayed for the church. He prayed for the disciples. He prayed for future believers to have that oneness, that abiding relationship with him and to be in unity through the Holy Spirit so that the world would see Jesus. That's what he knew was the most important thing. That's the last thing he prayed before he went to the cross. That's right. Um, How and, cool is that? Yeah. And even there, the you, by the way, is plural. Yes. Um, it's you as a uh, couple, you as a, uh, a inner circle, you as a mm -hmm. small group uh, is to uh, come to oneness yes. uh, together uh, with me. Uh, and again, um, you and I see can always be part of that because our oneness is with who? With the Holy Spirit. See, it's with the with Holy him. Spirit. Yeah. Uh, so that we assist each other mm -hmm. in um, are you understanding God's will? We've got uh, uh, Dave Dunkel and I are uh, on a regular phone call with uh, some executives with C12. Um, and you know they share here's some stuff that I'm that I'm facing, mm -hmm. uh, and our question is really simple. Um, you know what what have you heard God speak? Mm -hmm. And some of them say you know I'm I'm a little bit fuzzy about that. Um, right. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, we say we're willing to help you. So even this week we I've gotten we've gotten two uh, phone calls emails. Um, I have some un a thought about this, but could you walk with me? Mm -hmm. to help me get to unity of the Holy Spirit? And the answer is yes. And interesting enough, I don't need to know anything about it. Right. Uh, it'll be just, okay, tell me what you're hearing. What is God saying to you? What's your situation? Let me ask you a few questions. And then it's simply, Father, help us, guide us into the truth. Does he understand it yet? Nope, not yet. What about mm -hmm. this? Think about this. Go explore this. Come back. We'll talk some more. But we will get to unity. Um, and then this person will know that he knows that he knows, okay, now I know what God said. By right. the way, and we'll encourage him in this, the question we'll ask him, do you have that settled? Mm -hmm. I do. Okay, the next question we're going to ask him is, do you believe it? Uh, right. A lot of times the answer right there is, eh, not yet, not, re not, not yet. Okay, mm -hmm. well, uh, faith comes in hearing, hearing from the word. Stay in it, stay in it, stay in it. Let God give you the faith. And then once you once you hear it and believe it, you're going to experience it. And then mm -hmm. tell us the beautiful answer that you got to experience. Right. Right. And by the way, and you and I know this, when we hear that, and by the way, we, we try to hear the whole story. Mm -hmm. So it's not just tell me what happened. Right. Because it's, it's, well, that's the end of the story. It's how did you get to understand God's will? Mm -hmm. What did you, how did you get to unity with your spouse or with somebody around you? Uh, how did you get it confirmed? What happened to take you to belief? Mm -hmm. And then tell us what happened. And when we, when we discover, here's the fantastic thing that happened. What does that do for your heart? Oh, it totally quickens your heart and builds your belief. Yeah. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Because our heart, see, isn't, and this is where a lot of Christians wind up is that, well, yeah, particularly if I hear just the end of the story, mm -hmm. it's, well, yeah, you're the lucky one. Right. Uh, yeah, you get stuff happen like that, but I don't. Um, and they actually, interesting enough, get a little bit edgy about it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I don't want to hear that from you. Right. Uh, because you're just lucky and you're blessed, right. but I'm not. And you don't live my life. And you, you don't, don't live my I've life. Um, yeah. And it only reinforces for me more of my difficult life. So interesting enough, I don't rejoice when I hear somebody else share, but we do right. because we experience it all the time. And secondly, right. when, when somebody else goes through that, because he said you, plural, uh, will join me in oneness. Mm -hmm. Well, that includes me. Right. Uh, and when somebody else shares, uh, this is what happened. 
I'm rejoicing, hallelujah, fantastic. How thrilling is that? I can hardly wait for that to be more of your life. And by the way, I know what's coming for me too. It's going to come for me too. Yes. Um, and we rejoice together. And so like when we did the film, we did filming of 10, 10 uh, courses this last summer. And Kathy was out there with so her husband, fun. Dan. And these are leaders uh, of our ministry. We get together. What do we, what do we do? What did you hear from God and what happened? Mm-hmm. And they start sharing you won't and believe the this. The stories are incredible. The it's stories the are incredible. It's the most encouraging thing to yeah. hear just all that God is up to. It's so encouraging that <laughs> we yeah. actually get a little sad when we got to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. oh, man, I wish we could just keep sharing our life together because yep. uh, how fun is this? So uh, when he talks about the plural oneness, uh, he's saying that you with other believers will, will mm-hmm. become one. Uh, you'll confirm things for you and you'll enjoy the fullness of God in your life. And by the way, you'll bear witness to it so that what? Other people believe it. Uh, Now, as we continue this, uh, and Kathy mentioned this actually uh, yesterday, uh, is it's the key to be in the kingdom Mm -hmm. is, well, you got to surrender your will. Mm -hmm. Um, And let's look at that. Uh, the element of, of what it means to surrender uh, our will and how that works, uh, we can particularly look at uh, Jesus. So uh, go to John. Um, uh, let me get the right uh, thing here. So uh, go to, um, get it here, sorry. Oh, excuse me, Mark 14, 32 to 42. Mark 14, uh, 32 to 42. Uh, and somebody read that for us. Or not, not Kathy, you read it for me. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back in my. I'm back in my. Uh, pod, back in uh, teaching my, uh, mode. I <laughs> uh, think, uh, Kathy, you read that fourteen. No uh, Mark problem. fourteen, thirty-two to forty-two. <laughs> and they went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, "Sit here while I pray." And he took with him Peter and James and John, and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, "My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch." And going a little further, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. And he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Yeah. So um, let let me try to set up the theology behind all this. Uh, and Paul actually uh, speaks about this in Romans chapter five. Um, and you and I have talked through this about, you know, why the world is so difficult. Um, mm-hmm. That he says by one man and woman, mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, uh, the sin nature came mm-hmm. and handed over the authority to Satan and everybody born after that had to deal with the flesh. Right. Uh, and the flesh is self, uh, self-determination, uh, which means that instead of being in sync with one, one with God, which is what Adam and Eve were, uh, they said, if you eat of that tree, you'll, you'll uh, die. Mm-hmm. And what died is that spiritual connectivity. Right, uh, that oneness with God. And then they went to a sophisticated animal, self-centered, mm-hmm. and now everybody born has that what's called sin nature or flesh, uh, or self that isn't perfect. Why? Well, right. Because we're selfish. Well, by definition, self-centered people can't follow God. And the requirement from God is you got to be perfect. So um, he says by, by Adam and Eve, the self-will was exercised and everything was lost. Mm-hmm. The beautiful place of the Garden of Eden and the per- perfect communion with God uh, was lost. And then he says, um, by one man, Christ came and conquered self. And he regained it 
through that so that we lost it through Adam and Eve and Christ had to regain it. Okay, so we know that it wound up at the death, putting to death, the pen, taken on the penalty uh, of what's required to satisfy the problem, and that was death. Well, before he went to death, see, he had to go through Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. uh, what? Conquer the self, uh, conquer the will. Uh, right. and, and he says this, you can read this in uh, John chapter 10, uh, right after, interesting enough, um, remember he makes a statement, I've come to give you what? Life, Life and, and give it to you super abundantly. abundantly. And then he says, and uh, I am going to lay down my life for you to do that, to give you that life. Mm. Uh, and then he said this, and when I do, the Father is not going to assist me in any way. It's going to be my choice. So he faced this whole thing uh, completely as a man without the power of God. Everything else, he always had the power of God. Wow. Uh, uh, but this situation is uh, the father says, I'm not going to give you the power to fulfill what's required, which is conquering self. Uh, and um, he experienced it there, and then he experienced the fullness of that, by the way, at the cross, uh, uh, when, he, when he said, uh, what? Father, why have you what? Forsaken me. Forsaken me. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, I've, I've experienced the loss of our, of our intimacy, mm. and I'm taking on the burden of all that. Uh, right. and, the heaviness and that is of, because he took on all of the sins and literally could not be in the presence of a holy God. Exactly. Uh, and he had to take the penalty, which was death. But he had to first go, go through Gethsemane. So um, he knows this, which is why he went to Gethsemane. Uh, so just think of the simplicity again of this. He has to surrender his will mm -hmm. to what is about ready to happen. Well, why did he go to Gethsemane in the first place? Because he, he was struggling with this. Right. Otherwise, oh, yeah, I got it, got it, got it. Let's go. Uh, no. Um, this is, a, this is a, the fight that had to occur. And so he goes to Gethsemane, and we read in Mark. He says the statement, Father, I know that you're so sovereign mm -hmm. that you, with the power, ability, and the creativity can come up with a different way to do this. Right. That's what he says. I know that. And, he, and he knew that. <laughs> and by the way, that was a true statement. Yeah. He knew that. I know mm -hmm. that even now you have a way. Now, by the way, that truth is what is so beautiful for us. Mm -hmm. And let me, let me try to explain that to us. You got a, what I call a difficult problem. Right. You got... I don't see it in any way how this is going to get resolved. There's, there's no, as far as I can see, every way that I think goes step one, step two, step three. Um, I can go that door, that door, or that door. They're all bad. There's no way out of this mess. And, God's, and God says, I am so sovereign, I can create a way. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus understood that there's nothing too difficult for you. Right. You can create a solution. Would you do that? Right. And of course, the father said what? No. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so he walks out of the garden and he says, not my will be done, but yours. Mm -hmm. Well, then why did he go back in? Because it still wasn't settled in his heart. Okay. He still had to go back and truly surrender it. Okay, so he's demonstrating, he said, all of us can say, yeah, sure, mm -hmm. I surrender. I'm supposed to surrender. I'm going to surrender. And right. you say it in your mind. But the issue is in your soul. Mm -hmm. Are you truly surrendered? Which means I'm completely neutral and open to follow God's will, regardless of what it looks like or seems like at the moment. Mm -hmm. Because remember, it's leading to uh, the beautiful life that he has for us, including 
the resurrected life of, of Christ so that right. um, he knew. And, and, and the neat thing about Jesus, which is what he's asking all of us to do, is just be, just be authentic about that. Mm-hmm. Have you really surrendered? He said, I haven't. Right. I got to go back in. Go back. Uh, and by the way, yeah. uh, again, we read all this. We think, well, that happened, what, about 10, 15 minutes? Uh, no, this is hours and hours and hours. And he's, mm-hmm. he's the first hour. Struggle, not, not my will be done, but yours. Okay, I'm not finished yet. I got to go back in. Goes in a second time, another hour. Uh, same thing. Father, can this cup pass for me? Uh, could you please do a different thing? No, son, this is the answer. Um, he comes out a second time. Not my will be done, but yours. Why did he go back in again? He still needed to fully surrender. Not sur- not done. So he had to go yep. back in again. Um, and um, he got so intense. Uh, we don't read it here in Mark, but we read it in uh, uh, the Luke that his blood vessels burst mm-hmm. in his forehead. It was so right. intense that he struggled with such intensity that he finally uh, got there and surrendered. And then he said, as he walks out the third time, I've settled it in mm-hmm. my heart. I am now completely surrendered to the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. And he, he made it through Gethsemane to that point. And then Paul makes a statement in Romans 5. That's the moment that he conquered Satan. Mm. And that he, oh, got, he got back um, what was taken by Satan from Adam and Eve. By one man, the release of the self-will caused all the problem. Mm-hmm. By one man, Christ, who conquered the self, gained it back. And um, I don't know if you, any of you uh, listening or watching and, and you, Kathy, but uh, Mel Gibson, you know, put on the passion. Right. Uh, well, there's this great scene when he leaves the, the garden uh, and he, he portrays the intensity of this really well, by the mm-hmm. way. He portrays the garden and he steps on the head of the snake mm-hmm. and crushed it. Mm. And he got it right. Yep, that's it. That's the moment that Satan's head was crushed. Because no oh, longer, beautiful. no longer, by the way, when you read the rest of the story, did Christ, did he ever again struggle with going to the cross? Right, yeah, he did Never. not. See, so he didn't say, uh-oh, uh, now they're beating me. Now they're this, now they're that. Um, you know, Father, could we, could we revisit <laughs> right. this? Right. Uh, no, he'd settled it. See, because he'd already yeah. conquered it. And it's it. that for the joy set before him endured the cross. For you the know, joy set before him endured the cross. Yes. Because uh, now he's on the other side. Interesting enough, he was on the other side of it. Now, mm-hmm. certainly, um, he experienced suffering because he had physical yes. uh, things happen to him. Uh, and certainly crucifixion, and which is very, very painful. Um, uh, and he goes to his death. Interesting enough, uh, it was shortened for him. Mm-hmm. So that uh, remember they they go to break his legs, and he was already he was already dead because um, and that uh, fulfilled the, prophecy. The hour is coming, and they got to say, "Hey, we got to finish this." Mm-hmm. Uh, so that what they would do is because of the weight. See, the weight is what's doing it uh, mm-hmm. is suffocating them. Um, so they break their legs because they're up on that little uh, right. stand, and then they fall, and they and the weight basically crushes them. Mm-hmm. That's what they were going to do to Jesus. Uh, we got to get this over with. And they go, they come to him and say, "Hey, he's already dead. We mm-hmm. don't need to do that. Um, why? Because it was shortened, you know, for him. Which is, remember, he's in communication with the Father, and he's saying, uh, you know, why have you forsaken me? Uh, it is finished. Into your hands I do what? Commit my spirit. commit my spirit, and he dies. Okay, so all of that was conscious." He was, it says, as you said, he counted it joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to the next uh, part of it, which is going to be the, uh, you know, the, the time with the Father and then resurrection and sit down at the right hand of the Father. So right. uh, what he did was he surrendered his will. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what he's telling us, as we follow God's will, you're going to have to go through the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to go through Gethsemane, and you got to get it settled in your heart that you have now released your will to surrender to God's will. The Father in mm-hmm. the kingdom of God, he's the king, and I'm not. Now, uh, Jesus did it once in Gethsemane. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> how often do we have to do that? Moment by moment, day by day, hour by hour. <laughs> yeah, he says, because now there's an interesting reason is that when he, when he surrendered his will, he went to death and then was resurrected. Mm-hmm. For us, and by the way, he was sinless. He didn't have a sin nature. Right. Uh, he had a self nature, a nature that had to conquer the self because he said, I have my own will and I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. So he understood that piece of it. Uh, we... Are, are burdened with the sin nature. Right. Uh, and by the way, the sin nature doesn't get better. Mm. So it's not like, well, I'm practicing this, I'm getting better, I'm experiencing the abundant life. Uh, isn't that great? Um, I must be getting better. And God says, no. Um, if you tomorrow stop abiding, stop walking with me, stop surrendering your will, your self-nature, and by the way, Paul describes this in Romans chapter 7, it operates back to the original condition, and you're trapped again by that, and you'll fall away, and by the way, wind up in, in deep, deep issues, because you didn't today surrender your will, and he says, mm-hmm. daily, you have to do what? Deny self, take up the cross, stand in what I've done for you, mm-hmm. and then follow me. Where? In the resurrection. In, in, right. in the beautiful life of God. And he says, you need to get to the following part, but you can't get to the following part without denying self, mm-hmm. which is what? Go through Gethsemane. When? All the time. And that's why, that's why you and I help each other. I help Linda, you help Dan. Uh, the question as we're seeking God's will, are you neutral? Mm-hmm. Have you surrendered your will to God? And and the and the and and usually there's a an honest uh, response. And eh, not really. Okay, we'll go spend some time in Gethsemane, right? Uh, and get that resolved. So then you can get on to hearing God what He has to say because you got to get to the following part. Um, and by the way, if they say uh, yes, I have, God will demonstrate you either have or you haven't. Right. So tomorrow, when you wake up, uh, you're, you're upset, you're uh, defensive, you're, hey, I really want. Mm-hmm. And God says, well, I don't think you're neutral, are you? <laughs> no. Not quite okay, yet. all right, all right, all right. And see, he's not condemning you. He just says, you got to go through Gethsemane mm-hmm. in order to follow my will. And unfortunately, you got to do it all the time for you. Right. Uh, now, the, 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 when you learn it, you do find that easier to do. Yes. Because you realize the following part is the great stuff. I want to get to that. Right. So yeah, sure, I'll surrender my will because I've learned something. Your will is best and none better. Why would I not? And part of that is learning the goodness of God. Yes. And and just his character altogether. Because I do believe that is one of the biggest hindrances to surrender is you know, even though we see that we fail all the time and we do things poorly and they don't turn out well, we tend to trust ourselves more than we trust someone else and certainly more than an unseen God. That's right. Until we get to know him. That's right. And so that's where, you know, when I, when I um, talk with people that are really struggling with surrender, a lot of times the thing I send them back to is let's go back to scriptures on who God is. Right. And let's settle in your heart that he is a good God and that he is who he says he is and he will do what he says he'll do. And when we get that settled, surrender comes a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Particularly, particularly if you're, if you're willing to try it. Uh, mm-hmm. And what I say is, I know, I know you're struggling with this, but why don't we try this and see that you'll demonstrate that what you just said, God is yeah. actually wonderful and he'll start resolving right. your issues. And you'll find out that it's really best to to surrender right, uh, than right. not as he walks you through that. Uh, we had a, I took a group, Lynn and I took a group to Israel. Um, mm-hmm. And we were in a private a tour that I was leading. Uh, it was a small group. We had about 18 people. And we went to Gethsemane. Um, mm-hmm. And what Gethsemane is, is a, a public place where you walk around the garden. Um, and you got to kind of keep going because there's buses that come and you can't just stop there. So you got you to keep walking around. Well, across the little uh, aisleway, there's a little pathway. 
is the other part of the Gethsemane. And it's closed gate. Uh, and there's a guard there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were praying the whole time. Everything we did was, Father, uh, lead us to where you want us to be. And we never had we we never had an itinerary where you got to get off the bus, get on the bus, get off the bus. It was just, we're going to stay here whenever we experience something. So I go across to the gate, to the garden. I said, hey, I've got this private group. Uh, would you let us in the garden? Mm-hmm. And he kind of looked around like, eh, I'm not supposed to, but yeah, come on in. And so oh, he opens wow. the gate, lets us all in, and shuts the gate and locks it so nobody else could be there. So we're the only group in the Garden of Gethsemane. Oh, and so uh, wow. I said, okay, let me read to you the verses, mm. and then we're not leaving here until the last couple has surrendered your will to God. Oh, and I said, wow. that doesn't matter if it takes all day. Uh, uh, Jesus took hours. It can take hours. Well... Guess what? Three hours later, the last couple walks out. Mm. Um, and we truly had experienced, all of us had experienced the, the struggle. And it wasn't like, oh, yeah, sure, I surrender my will. It was, no, I really haven't yet. No, I, and here's why and how come and why not. And God took us to a, a complete surrender. And what a, what a fantastic experience. Wow. What an amazing uh, we had, And by the way, it reminded everybody who was there, including Linda and I, whenever I say, you know, uh, or at least she says to me, hey, Rich, are you neutral? And not really. She says, go through the gate and get go back to Gethsemane and go get this resolved. Mm. You know, and, and we, we know what it's like, you know, so uh, it's a beautiful thing. So as we finish our time here with this uh, discussion, uh, Jesus said, you know, I want to make you one to join me uh, in the oneness, the beauty of God's fulfilling his purposes for us so that other people can believe it. And by the way, we believe it. Mm-hmm. And then he said, you got to do that through surrender. You're going to have to go through Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. Um, and so may we encourage everybody that it's not, it's not a bad place to go through, but it's a necessary place to go through. Absolutely. And by the way, when you, when you do so that, <laughs> you get to the following part, which is where the good stuff is. So mm-hmm. if you got questions about this, you can uh, email us at questions at afjministry.com uh, or on uh, the YouTube uh, comment section. Uh, Kathy, uh, we have uh, uh, guests uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, which will be fun. I think it's the Weinbergs. Always one of my favorites. Um, I think it's Excellent. Danny and Allie. Uh, no, they might. They were already on the uh, the second. So uh, uh, maybe it's Cornell's uh, that are coming up on the seventh. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe we. I've got I, this mixed up. We've got to look at the calendar and yeah. see. But it'll be. But a good we got one, good I guests promise. coming up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Friday will be uh, end times Friday, and we'll pick it up again, and then we'll pick this up again next Monday. Uh, and pick up where we left off. So uh, hope you have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. You too. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great afternoon. Yep. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.